You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. Hey there, welcome to episode 124 of Push the Point, presented by Mash Those Buttons, your source for Overwatch League news, player updates, storylines, and more as we hit the Overwatch League Season 4 offseason. I'm your host, Ramses. Thanks for hanging out. Follow us on Twitter at PushPointPOD. Leave us an email at pushthepoint at gmail.com and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. And of course, I am joined by... My co-host, my partner in crime, the clean-shaven, baby-faced Lobosco, <laughs> which you can only see us see on Twitch.tv slash buttons. We've had some hang-ups the past couple of weeks that have, um, on my end specifically, that have prohibited us from streaming on time, but we'll get back into that um, at the next opportunity. I know we're going to be kind of going back to our every other, well, we're going to be going back to our monthly schedule in, the, in I think, next episode, so you'll, you'll have to wait a little bit for that next one. Yeah. That's okay though. <laughs> um, heads up as well. Watch the Discord, discord.me slash Mastro's buttons in the Overwatch channel for a new um a new Overwatch uh game night date. I've just been I've we're looking at scheduling one. Uh I honestly have just been crazy busy most Saturdays. And with Halloween coming up soon, I don't know how likely that is to change, but we will make something work out because yeah. It's been too long and we really want to get everybody together for it. Yeah. You know, I actually played Overwatch by myself for a little bit the other day. (gasps) You did. I know. I can't believe it either. Um, Oh, man. Well, it was was like after you and I had played because Ramsey's and I like I I saw Ramsey's was playing the other day um, and I was like, oh, you're playing Overwatch. And our boy here was getting coached, uh, getting coached up because he's got a goal here before Overwatch ends. What's your goal, Ramsey's? I mean, the goal is minimum, minimum mid plat. Um, the the big goal, though, honestly, is I want to get diamond on tank rolls before, before the game comes out. So it's going to be some grinding, and I've I've reached the point with New World where like most of my friends are like ten levels ahead of me, so I could continue to grind and get there, or I could play Overwatch. So I've I've been finding a new diversion with Overwatch. Not all of us can play on the Moon Moon server, Lobosco. I have. Um, well, unfortunately, like unless you got in on the first day, you can't even get in the server still, which is stupid. Yeah, it's you know what's crazy is that server Tritonis doesn't even have uh, the active player base of other servers, and yet people still cannot uh, make new characters on Tritonis. It's stupid. <sighs> it's really dumb. So you think the comp you think the world's number one server company or server provider would have a little bit of a better case with that, but you would think you would think it is how it is. Um, but we're going to get started with, um, an, an article that kind of flew under the radar, um, this week, um, with new information regarding the Activision Blizzard lawsuit. Uh, it seems that I kind of, without really being major news for most of us, um, there's new information coming out about the settlement and the different government agencies that are involved that kind of could cause some conflict in um, the different lawsuits happening. Yeah. Th- there's a lot of like, oh God, it, it's so hard to follow some of this stuff sometimes. And like, you know, this was actually what, what surprises me more than anything is this was an IGN article too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like you would think there would be maybe a little bit more, 
retweeting and stuff from it. Um, I forget who it was who I saw originally posted. It, it was just straight out IGN. You know, IGN article, um, IGN has 8.3 million followers. I don't understand how how a a such a big um uh god I can't even think of the word uh big out news outlet like IGN as an article only get 50, 55 because I just retweeted it 55 retweets for this article about how the lawsuit of Activision Blizzard um has hit a potential snag that could really derail some of the stuff that that um as far as the the case against Activision Blizzard. So we're going to we're going to take a, a quick dive into it. Um so new information came out um that has shown potential ethical violations um between the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and the Department of Employment and Housing for California. Um pretty much what's happened is that so it's just a recap as well. The Department of Fair Employee, the the, the yeah, the Department um, for Employment and Housing objected to a settlement between the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission and Activision Blizzard last week on the basis that the terms of the settlement could seal evidence necessary to their co- to their case and would cause harm to the DFEH's lawsuit against the company. In response, a document filed by the by the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission opposing their appeal raised a number of points and seemingly unearthed information that could not only undermine the department's appeal against the settlement, but also its wider legal argument against Activision Blizzard. So according to the statement, um, the EEOC said that up until recently, the Department for Employment and Housing's case against Activision Blizzard was being led by two people who had previously worked for the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission were part of that settlement and in particular on its on that case against blizzard um if this is true it would make their objection a conflict of interest and could also be seen to be a breach of professional ethics as well as a violation of california's rules of professional conduct um and they tried a kind of 11th hour it sounds like because they initially were part of they were representing the department of fair employment and housing in connection with these intervention proceedings which seek to oppose the consent decree that arose out of the investigation that they helped direct while they were at the previous organization. And then kind of at the 11th hour, they realized what the position was and they replaced those two lawyers and put them in with other people. But um, the counter argument has been that with how long they were there and with what, since they were in charge of the case, what they would have directed other people within that legal company Without within the what they would have directed other people in the organization to do, there is an argument to be made that they would have unfairly directed the proceedings of the case and the case against the settlement. And and it's funny. So while you were reading that, I've been kind of doing a little bit more digging just to to see what else we may have missed because, you know, this information really isn't coming out, um, or not being retweeted. It hasn't been. This information hasn't had the um, it's been buried a lot more like this, like a lot of the general stuff about Activision Blizzard at the beginning was like had a lot more traction and stuff like this, like has not. I mean, like you and I were talking about this is the first when you showed this to me, this was the first time I'd seen it. Yeah, it's not getting the signal boost that the stuff was earlier. You know, you're not getting the bigger name people uh, who were. We're talking about this before continuing to talk about it to to the same degree. I, I don't know if I've seen like 
like I'm just talking about like journalists that we know in the industry. I don't know if anybody has posted this or not, or if, or if they did, we missed it. And I don't know how we would miss something as big as this. Like, well, and there's a you go. Oh, go ahead. Well, and there's a follow up article as well where they were. According to PC Gamer, the two lawyers in question have been directly confronted by the Employ- Equal Employment Opportunity Commission about this conflict of interest prior to like the latest release of legal documents. When this happened, the lawyers just left the call. Which is really which, bad. Yes. Um, what was it? Um, so part of it now is like this gives... Activision Blizzard opportunity to kind of structure their own defense about this even as well and say like, okay, well you can't like, this is a conflict of interest. So a lot of the evidence that would be brought against us is inadmissible. Right. Which was already like an argument that had was being argued on the opposite side for these other lawsuits where they were trying to say that this settlement hurts those other lawsuits because it allows Blizzard to shred documents and do things that could cover up or not give all the ev- evidence possible to these other lawsuits that could make the difference in their, you know, these cases being won by, by, you know, the, um, I, I can't remember every entity that's, that's, uh, the department of fair employment, the department, yeah, department for of fair employment yeah. and housing. And yeah. then for the equal, uh, equal employment opportunity commission. Well, EOC, I think that one was the one that was settled though. Right. And there's yes. other but there's other lawsuits as well. Right. These are just two. There's a couple more. And I forget uh, exactly how those ones are are kind of stacked up. But still, like these are things that we're not seeing. And then while we're talking, I find another thing that's posted by uh, Richard Hoeg, who who talks about the CWA claims that it represents Activision's current and former employees and has given 31 reasons it's unhappy with the EOC. So basically, they are now um, saying that they are the ones uh, who this is like sort of a direct line almost to to the the Blizzard employees. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's the case, like, I don't know. I don't know anything about the CWA as far as like how they are, as far as um, stuff with unions and all that. Like, like this is definitely out of the room, the, the, the scope of our knowledge. Right. Yeah. But. The fact that we're having all of this stuff even come up is crazy. Like, like, oh, my God, it's so nuts. It's so bizarre. And it's also disappointing too. like the fact that we're finding this out because we've we've held ourselves accountable, especially because we missed a week. Right. Like if we I don't think if we like like we we missed a week, which made us hold ourselves accountable for missing one week of, of not talking about any information. No, if if you out. and I, if we hadn't been like, yeah, we need to find something to cover as far as like this state, like if we need to find something at division blizzard related to cover, we wouldn't have found this. Well, right. If we weren't actively doing it, right. Mm-hmm. If we weren't like, like, and we haven't, we haven't been super diligent with it either. And I think the fact that it wasn't just out there and that we had to do a little bit of, uh, of, you know, just searching is crazy because this is something that's that's important, big news and something that we still have to focus on like that. That was when when this all came out, when the lawsuits came by, uh, we made it our response. Uh, we gave ourselves the responsibility to make sure we continued talking about this because it's not going away. And because we one, you know, I have a, 
couple people that I know that work at Activision Blizzard who are my friends. So for, for their sake, I want to make sure that I still pay attention to this stuff. But two, like just a, as somebody who has enjoyed Blizzard games for all this time, you want to see the company go in a direction that makes you feel good about playing their games, but also mm. because you don't want to see more people get hurt. You know, there's so many reasons why it's worth paying attention to still. And I think it's a little disappointing that there are so many people who have fallen off with this who have a much bigger audience than we do. And they're not talking about it anymore. And there's clearly a lot to talk about. Well, and it's so I really am just surprised that this wasn't. More discussed. I really I would have thought that like this would have because even like the negative stuff has typically been picked up, has been talked about. But like. This it does. feel. I don't know if this has necessarily been buried, like if this was like intentionally buried by anybody, but it definitely feels like this is not something most people know about. I mean, this isn't necessarily good news for Blizzard, but is this bad news for Blizzard? I don't think I mean, it's bad it either, o- because this o- like ends it up offers being lo- a potential. It offers up a potential what? It, like the Richard Hoag, who you linked in there earlier, even had a, another statement where he's like, yeah, like Blizzard could base the defense off of this. That's what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. that's newsworthy in of in and of itself. Not that like Blizzard is going to push that. Right. Because like it doesn't like there at, at this point, like there's nothing like great for Blizzard as far as this is concerned. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like you, you don't look good, even if because like nobody's going to like that defense. Right. Because basically you're it, it, it's sort of like, do you remember when Ryan Braun first uh, got uh, hit with um, u- using steroids? Do you remember what happened? No, I do not. So, I don't so, baseball so, much. so Ryan Braun was a, a baseball player for the Milwaukee Brewers um, and he got baseball does does drug testing for steroids. Um, he got hit with with it and he was going to get suspended. Uh, it turned out that like the person who was doing the the um, the testing like took it home or something. The the like samples. Um, mm. it, it was just like really it was like a technicality basically got him off for the steroid thing. And he came out and he did this whole news, you know, press conference, like basically damning everything that happened and like, you know, talking about his innocence. And then like a year later or or six months late, I don't even remember how long later. Nothing goes wrong this time. He gets drug tested and he's positive for steroids again. He had gotten off of the technicality and then they got him again. For some reason, this the Blizzard stuff is kind of reminding me of this because like the, the the original story was huge about Ryan Braun. And then the second time it happened, it wasn't as big. Um, and there's a little bit of that here with this, right? Like, like this, obviously, it's kind of going the other way, right? Where like you have the settlement and then like this can help them get out of other stuff or mm-hmm. Blizzard. But it's it's in sort of like the same vein, it feels like. I agree. I mean. If and that we've talked about, that's been a lot of what their strategy has seemed to be right. If they can just delay, if they can just extend the conversation into where there's not as much like vitriol behind it, then they can get a, they can continue to get away with doing what they want because there's not the eyes of the world directly focused on them. Well, and like, again, 
I, I just went to, to, to Jacob Wolf's um, Twitter and mm-hmm. I just typed in, I just did a search. I, I scrolled to like the, the end of September and I did a search for Blizzard. And then I did a search for Activision. And when I did that, there hasn't been a tweet from Jacob Wolf about Activision Blizzard in that time. One of the biggest, you know, journalist reporters, guy who's very good at, at signal boosting stuff. Nothing, especially about this stuff lately, which is important for people to know. Mm. Well, and again, you would think that like, granted, I understand that he covers a lot of esports, but considering that this is like the major running story of kind of the general esports sphere, this is something that bears consistent coverage and consistent repetition. Well, in, in I, I don't want to say journalists have a responsibility, but like, come on, like you would think that there would be more attention paid to this because how many people have been wronged, right? Mm. Like like there was so much, there was so many people behind Activision Blizzard employees, right? And you, you really are seeing the tactics that we've talked about come through here where people stopped caring a month later. You know, it was a little more, it was longer than a month, right? It was a couple months later, but, but like the, the, the sort of the, the, we, we talked about how this was how things could go, right? That if you let enough time pass, it gets swept under the rug and people stop paying attention to it. Mm -hmm. And we're hitting that point. Oh yeah, definitely. And you and I were talking about this earlier. You would, I like, I guess the only point on the horizon where I could see stuff kicking back up to a similar level is when there's a new Blizzard game that's going to be available for purchase soon. Yeah. Like when Overwatch 2 like starts getting like a more solid release date or even like when a beta comes out or maybe when the league comes around. But like it's we, we've talked about this before, um, which I think we'll wrap up with this before we move on. But like a lot of people. Uh, granted, I understand a lot of people outside of this as well who have like frustrations with blizzard um this is an incredibly worthy cause this is like something that needs to be followed up on and dealt with but we've talked about this with like overwatch specifically and with a couple other gaming things a lot of times where we see a lot of just pure vitriol and not any like call for action is people who are coming in just want to get their good boy points make their two cents about how horrible blizzard is and then leave and then there's no action afterwards and that's and if you yeah yeah where we're at we're we're at the 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 good boy points have been won. Um, people f- have felt good about themselves. Uh, the battle hasn't been hasn't f- the battle's not over yet. Um, th- well, certain battles are already over. The war's not over though, mm-hmm. and the war's now starting to turn the other way because, um, you know, Blizzard's got the the time and the money to continue to just wait things out. And apparently people don't have the patience to to continue paying attention. I don't know. It's it's really it's disappointing that like people that I follow who I respect, who are usually in the know and, and on top of these things, haven't said anything like like just bringing attention that there's this problem, right? Like, well, even, do you think that's do you think that's a people not knowing thing, or do you think that's just a general like ignorance? How could they, to I, it? I don't know. That's the problem. I don't know if they're just not paying attention. I don't see how they're not. Like this is mm-hmm. this is a story that that 
that mattered at least a few months ago that that isn't resolved. Mm-hmm. And you have something as big as, oh, there is now a reason where there is a conflict of interest that can basically end all of this and also just make it easier for Activision Blizzard to cover their tracks. Because of two lawyers, you know, stupidity, I don't know what it is. Like, it, it, it's 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 frustrating on, on multiple ends, right? Because you have these two lawyers who should have known this is a conflict of interest, still end up doing this. Um, sure, they're not connected to that lawsuit now, um, the, the, the one that's ongoing by the mm-hmm. – um, I'm going to continue to forget the name of the – the California Department of Fair Employment and Housing, yes. the Department of Fair Employment and Housing. They are no longer part of that case, but they were. And that is now an argument that Blizzard can use. It almost feels intentional, which is bad to say because it's probably not. But how are you that stupid? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, how do you not realize that there's like, even though it's a technicality conflict of interest, it's still a conflict of interest. It's still something that can literally derail a case. Because of it. it, it's just, ah, oh, it's so gross. Mm-hmm. It's a, uh, it's really frustrating to see, and I don't really know. We'll have to con- like, it is something we're gonna have to, I think, be even more vigilant about because before I think we would have expected to see stuff like this in our news feeds, but like, I think we have to be even more on top of now what, how this continues to update. And at least you're going to get that from us, right? I can't, I can't talk for everybody else, but we might not have the biggest voices, but damn it, we're going to do our best to shout out about it and tweet mm-hmm. it and retweet it and make sure people know. I mean, I, I, I kind of want to do a comparison here, right? Like, I wonder how many retweets the early stuff got compared to like these new uh, articles, right? Because I bet... It, it it's probably a major difference would mm-hmm. be my guess right like i bet cuz i know that like some of those retweets from from when things first came out there there were thousands of retweets right like i'm not i'm not making this up my mind no. is working right yeah so yeah it, it, that that's that's where we're at right now so there's a lot more work to be done. And unfortunately, we got a lot of other stuff we got to talk about, too. Yeah, we'll get to um, just so we can get more of an extended conversation um, about the contract status update. We'll probably talk about that at the end. Um, just so we have like a solid space of time to talk about that. Um, so we'll go through the roster updates from earlier this week. Um, there's a lot of rumor going around right now. We don't 100 percent know what is happening everywhere. But and even then this sheet misses a couple of things occasionally. Um I will say something that isn't on here that we definitely should talk about is the fact that uh Cho- oh no this is later at the end. Um we'll get there. So on October 12th earlier this week um we had a couple different announcements. The main one I would say being that um gesture is retiring from professional Overwatch. Um we talked about it guys. I would say a bona fide hall of famer in contention for the best tank, if not the best, the best tank, but certainly like the, be- one of the best main tanks that the game's ever seen. Um, announcing his retirement from professional overwatch. Um, 
we don't necessarily know what he's going to be good, going to be doing after this. Uh, though, where is it? Um, he put out a tweet longer about retiring earlier this week, saying that uh, starting the career at GC, I'll be retiring as a professional gamer. Starting the career at GC Busan, then to London Spitfire, and then to Soul Dynasty. There were both good and hard times. Looking back, all those days will stay as a good memory. When the times were good, there was nothing to worry about. There were lots of tough days, but I was able to overcome the days with the help and support from the teams to close friends and the fans. I'm thankful for all the love and support from everyone for me to have a fun pro gamer career. I wouldn't be here if everyone wasn't there to support me. And again, I'm grateful to have such amazing fans and teammates. I haven't decided exactly what I'll be doing in the future. I don't know what I will be, and I won't be pro gamer gesture. But I will never forget the, all the emotions and the love that I got. Thank you again, and hopefully I will be back in the near future to share my future career. So, yeah, we don't we don't know what's happening next for him. Um, doesn't sound like he has a solid idea of where he's going to be going after this. Yeah, but. It's sad to see, but I think also you and I are talking about this. There's a pretty decent crop of guys from this first generation of Overwatch who are moving on to other stuff. And it, it, it's kind of sad to see. Like, like th- these are people who we literally just talked about a bunch of these guys last year. Or, yes, mm-hmm. last week, excuse me. Right? Like, uh, in the greatest for Overwatch 1. Gesture mm-hmm. was definitely... Uh, was he the guy we picked for main tank? I think he was. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So... Like, that tells you how good he's been. Even though last year was kind of up and down for him, he was still a pretty good player at times. Um, But maybe this is part of why he's retiring, right? Maybe he didn't have the same motivation he had in the past. And maybe this this last year was kind of um, proof to that, right? Where where he's having... um, Where Marvell is the guy who's playing at the end, right, for them. You don't even see Gesture in their last game Mm -hmm. when they get eliminated. Which everybody everybody thought that Gesture was going to be playing in that last game, so it, it's pretty crazy that it ends up going this way. Um, not not crazy, but it's sad. It's sad. It's um, it sucks because he is a, a fun player too. I think if he decides to be a streamer, he'll probably be very successful because he is a personality for sure. Like I think some of the funnest All Star event stuff that has ever happened for Overwatch League gesture was involved in so it it, it definitely sucks to see him go i agree i'm i'm interested to see where he goes next um it does shake up stuff as well um for where soul is going forward but i think i am i think when you look at like one of the best not only one of the best players in this in the game but also one of the best careers that watch one has seen as well so uh royal road right Mm mm-hmm uh, Royal Road, a not like the final Apex champion, the inaugural season champion, a playoff team, all four years. Yep. So, not too much to be upset about with that. Not um, at all. I was a little bummed this week. Houston announced, made a couple of announcements. Um, they've officially put up parting ways posts with Crimzo, Happy, and Dreamer. Um, they did confirm that Dante has been re-signed uh, and they, I think that's it. We've confirmed that Dante is re-signed. Piggy is still on the team and we know that junk buck is coming back. It, uh, I don't know. Lobo. I really like the dreamer dropping. I understand. Uh, Crimzo, 
I, I'm bummed about it, but like I understand the level of talent out there. You don't necessarily have to commit to Crimzo. It really felt like Happy was such a specific part of like what the team is building around that it bums me out to see him like officially off the team. But who knows? Um, eh, like Dante has always sort of felt like the guy they were building around. Like Happy felt like a good compliment, but like if you think you you think there's better than Happy out there, and who's not to say that they're not going to resign any of these guys either? Yeah. We'll see. Um, that happened. Philadelphia Fusion had a couple of different things this week as well. Um, 9K, their head coach, has departed the team. He is going to be rejoining his old squad. We'll talk about it in a sec. Fusion did hire Jin or J1N as a head coach. The name is familiar. I don't remember where I remember him from. Yeah. I- um, oh, is the, he was the head coach for T1. Oh, that's right. Okay, so so they they basically just moved him from coaching T one just to the fusion. Yeah, and then they've had a, a big coaching staff shakeup. I think he was also that's right. He was the coach too for the charge. I I, I now that's where that's probably more where we remember him from. Yeah, um, and he did coach yeah because too, which was pretty good. He was part of like that weird like coaching like partnership that was. If I remember correctly, whether they had two different coaches. Yeah. Um, I'm really kind of wondering, I I wonder what's going to happen with Korea with um, fusion going forward. I know there's already been like pretty sure you're thinking of Chengdu, by the way, for that. That was, yeah, I, that was Chengdu. I I don't think that was Guangzhou. I thought I remember him doing something else, but I'm probably wrong. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with Philadelphia this next year, just because, I mean, again, Twitter is already trying to say that there's going to be a it's going to be a Korean rebuild. We don't I have no idea. Um, We'll have to see. Uh, But I know the fusion coaching staff has kind of had a big bit of upheaval. I know last year there was heavy interest in um, Christopher and Moby Dick um, to take over like coaching roles in other places. I think this is the year that it actually happens. We've already confirmed that Christopher is going to be the new head coach of the London Spitfire. Who are entering their fourth rebuild? <laughs> or no, our third rebuild, technically. Um entering their third rebuild. I really am I think they're gonna end up going the Paris Eternal route, but who knows? I mean that's um, what I they know. did last year, technically. Our good buddy, uh Big Hungry Phil, of course, put up the summoning circle to get um funny Astro on the London Spitfire. <laughs> so we'll see. I am really interested to see where they go. Um, I don't. Uh, here, one thing I'll say, and I'm sorry to say this, big hungry Phil, but uh, I don't think Funny Astro is going to go to to the London Spitfire unless they have some crazy good plan, mm-hmm. where like they're going to be putting together a, a title contending team. Because if you're Funny Astro, like you're one of the hottest commodities on the market, as far as right now, right? Like Overwatch Two is going to change everything, but right now. He's one of the hottest, like main support. It's him and and, and a guy we're going to talk about in a little bit. Yeah. Well, and like, I think some, I don't remember who put the the stats up. It might have been Yiska, but like, we expected a lot of main tank turnover for this offseason, but there's been also a lot of main support turnover as well. And granted, some teams are just releasing everything wholesale, but like the fact that, um, the fact that Funny Astro's on the open market is kind of, and um, we'll talk about the other guy in a second, is still kind of crazy to me. I, I think I think people are going about this the wrong way. 
There's no obligation to these guys who are not going to have contract. There's no reason to sign them right now. You don't know how they're going to be in Overwatch 2. I'm going to I'm going to keep beating my beating the drum about this, but mm-hmm. uh you don't know if Funny Astro is going to be the same guy in Overwatch 2 that he is in Overwatch 1. You, th- that goes for any of these players, signed or unsigned. So, I think it makes sense that we're seeing max exoduses from these teams that have contracts that are expired. Because if you're you, you know, if you want to get ahead of the curve, then you're going out and you're spending money to sign some of these guys. But if you're a smart team, you're waiting to see what these guys are in Overwatch 2 because you just you see the game is changing and it's not like minor changes either. Right. Like like there's pretty major changes that are happening to the game. You know, this isn't this isn't going from one Call of Duty to another. Right. It, mm. It's not the same sort of transition where, you know, the gunplay is basically the same. The, the maps are exactly the same. You know, you're getting a, one whole new map type, not to mention the the structure of how the game plays is changing fundamentally. So on multiple levels, right? Like like if you change Call of Duty from four players or five players, it doesn't change that much. The maps are all the same, the guns are all the same. That stuff doesn't change. And Overwatch is not the same thing. So I think people need to distance themselves in some ways from the Call of Duty comparisons because it's not exactly the same. It's not a one-to-one um change from Overwatch 1 to Overwatch 2. For sure. Um, we didn't talk like just to put some more quick stuff by the fusion. Um, apparently, we confirmed that they've also released. So they parted ways with Poco, EQO, and Funny Astro, like we said. Um, there was a post they put up today that they are parting parting ways with Hoppa as well. So if I look, because we also know like Shockwave is off that team too. Um, the current Philadelphia Fusion roster is Carpe and Alarm. If there's two guys you're going to build that team around, and if there's two guys that can maybe transition to Overwatch 2 easier than others as far as positions and just, you know, flat out mechanical skills, mechanical skill, right? Like that transitions yeah. to a lot of different things. Um, main tank is is such a more cerebral position and also very dependent on what the tanks can do, right? Um Main support changes a lot, probably more too. like if, if there's two positions that you want me to say that are probably going to change the least, obviously DPS is one. And then flex support, maybe the other, because uh, flex support is more about mechanics a lot of the time. Uh, Philadelphia has also brought up Chara, who you might remember as a player for the Gongjo charge. Um, also, as an was a coach with T1 um, with Jin. Um, he's going to be an assistant coach for that staff. So Charo's a good player too. I liked mm-hmm. Charo when he was playing. Okay, so that's all Philadelphia. Atlanta Rain kind of had a big, or Atlanta Rain is doing some shifting as well. Um, later in the week, they announced that they were parting ways with Masa, who was their main support since the team's founding. They also are parting ways with both Edison and Iris, and. There are people already speculating that this is going to be a full Western rebuild. Uh, I'm not sure. We won't know until we actually see some signings. But again, like a more high tier talent kind of coming into the free agency market. I, I'm interested to see where Edison goes specifically. 
I think that there's a lot like with how I think Iris will get a good home somewhere. Um, I'm pretty confident as far as Masaya. I'm interested to see what team picks up Edison as well. Yeah. Uh, we didn't like the, we only saw Edison at the end because of Pelicans. Um, once Pelican got comfortable, it was over. Right. Like there was, you weren't going to see anybody else. Well, well, the other reason we saw Edison was because I'm talking about here at the end. Uh, we saw him a little bit was because of Pelican's uh, collapse long, right? Like the end of the year, you don't probably see Edison at all if that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So I hope he gets a chance somewhere else. Again, I feel like a lot of these guys are maybe going to sit for a while until these teams get Overwatch 2 builds. Um, Edison's probably one of those guys in my mind. Um, Iris is somebody who uh, good flex supports are hard to come by. Although right now there's a couple of them that are available. So I feel like he's somebody who will move quickly because again, mechanics, I feel like is more important for flex support than, than some of the other parts of the game. So you, you can maybe feel a little bit more comfortable picking your flex support right now. Um, when you're going into overwatch too. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, I do remember like Edison coming into the game was one of these guys who I think a lot of people expected to be like the next great DPS player, like the next profit, the next bird ring. And he's certainly been really good. I just, I don't necessarily, I don't think you could say that he's done poorly. I think that there are some people who had maybe expectations that were unmet. Did you say Iris or Edison? Edison. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I never, like, I think there are some people who are like, oh, like he he's really good. He should do well. And there are people like this guy's going to be the guy like this guy is going to be like the next DPS player. I never I mean, because he he was on GC Busan Wave, which mm-hmm. they were always pretty decent. But I don't ever remember them being like particularly incredible. Where where it was like, OK, like these guys are going to be like a team. Like they they had decent results when he was on there, but they they weren't like they didn't even win contenders trials for Korea, you know. Like like they were always like kind of a middle upper pack upper middle pack team. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know why it, it wasn't. I never saw like what we saw from like a guy like Fleta on a bad team. You know what I mean? Like where you you just knew, you know, you thought okay Edison looks like he can be a good player. But I, I never understood the, the, the higher hype for him that we saw. I would still like, again, Lobo, if we have discovered anything with Overwatch League offseason, I just want everyone to have a job. I want everyone to get to play. Well, so um, so we'll, we'll have to keep tabs on where Atlanta goes. Um, they've been kind of funny with stuff recently. Um, they have done... A bunch of people on that team have posted like looking for team announcements, like Kai specifically. Um, I don't know if we've confirmed that Kai is Kai's under a new contract, so like I don't, he's not necessarily going anywhere. But a lot of um, they've been very um, what's the word? Like, wow, there's a specific word for it. Um, non-committal. They- not no, like they've been trolling a little bit with like their stuff because we know that a lot of those guys are on contracts. Um, thanks to an update we'll talk about in a sec. Um, 
going over some more news, uh, some coaching news, actually. We already talked about 9K would be leaving the Philadelphia Fusion as head coach. He'll be rejoining the San Francisco Shock as an assistant coach. Um, Andy Miller, the owner of the Shock, has made some tweets about getting the band back together. I uh, don't necessarily know what that means. People have implicated in some other rumors. We'll keep tabs for you guys as we get closer to that. Related news to... Oh, go ahead. Related news to that as well. um, The LA Gladiators have posted that they are parting ways with Moth. That's where I was going. (laughs) That's exactly what I was going to say. So, yeah, maybe that's one of the, the, you know, the the fact that he's available. uh, Maybe that's part of why, because we know FD God is going to be on the open market. Yeah, he's no longer on the team. Yeah. So... Um, more coaching news. Granted, even though he didn't play as much this season, you still think Moth is going to get snatched up by somebody. You would th- think. You would think. Like I said, I I, I think with what Andy said, Moth coming back to San Francisco makes a lot of sense with the band getting back together stuff. Um, Did you see um Wolf's post where he's like, people keep asking me, is it no? It was it was either Wolf or Alvaro. I can't remember which one it was. Where they're like, people keep always asking me, which contenders Korea players should I look out for? Which ones are going to be new and owl? And he goes, honestly, whichever guys are from the last place team that barely wins, apparently those guys are always going to be on owl teams. Because everyone kept talking about like OZ gaming and like a bunch of those guys who went to teams like um, like skewed or with um, or skewed was an OZ, but like Friday, a lot of those guys. I, I don't get it either. Like you see why teams are winning and it's obviously because they have talented players. Um, If the winners of contenders Korea have been any indicator in the past, usually those teams are pretty filled with talented players. Mm -hmm. So you would hope that teams would maybe look at those guys and be like, okay, let's pick these guys up and not try to piecemeal players from maybe teams that are lower on the, the tier list. But you think this player is like a diamond in the rough or something. I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense to me sometimes how like scouting in, in Overwatch. I don't understand at all. Um, because there are moves that that teams make that make absolutely no sense. Yeah. We'll have more of them as we go forward. Uh, and then some more uh, some more stuff about shock related people. Um Toronto Defiant announced they were adding Twilight, former Shock player, former Vancouver Titans player, as a flex support. So they officially have two people on the roster. Uh, people are already speculating as far as like who else is going to go there. Um, every big free agent name has been implicated. Smurf has already been implicated. Um, we'll see. Um, I joked about a runaway rebuild. Um, that could happen. It could. Who knows? They got two. They got two right. They got he's and Twilight. Toronto loves to spend money, man. <laughs> hey, you got to spend money to make money is the saying, right? And then uh, we got confirmation from the shock that Choi Yobin is actually retiring as well. Um, This was kind of it was there was talk earlier that. Um, Choi and Super were both going to be on the open market. Um, I don't that was a leak that wasn't necessarily like ever confirmed. I think it was more put forward that. um. That was never confirmed. Choi has um, put out a statement of that he's retiring uh, from pro play. Um, and then Super, we did get confirmation from today or yesterday that he has been re-signed. Uh, it was eight hours ago today. 
It's been a long day, Lobo. We've talked about yeah. this. Yeah. They, they, they put out the thank you super for four years of Overwatch League and, you know. Uh, and they're keeping him, though, I think is what, what ends up like being at the end of the video, right? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, super. They Which bury is, the lead in last year. Really, they do that every year, though. They'll do like a um. every year. They'll just put up a couple random like, thank you, supers like a thank you, super tweets. But they did the same thing last year where they were like, thank you, super. And the second tweet was like, let's run it back for ring number three. So like it was. They buried the lead on the tweet because the first tweet's like, thank you, super yada, 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 yada. And the next tweet. And we're excited to have you come back for season five. So like it's. Yeah, they, they, they whatever. They, they do that every year with super. So like until super decides he really wants to retire. And like super is another guy who like whatever he decides to do after this, he'll probably be fine. Like if he decides to go into streaming full time, like he's going to. What is got the base for it? What? Okay. Answer me this. What is it with like main tanks in Overwatch and then like becoming like big personalities? I think it's because there's so much. It's all the time spent when you were being stunned, when you're being stunned, flash and yoinked and hooked all the time. But like all that time to come up with fun content, I guess. I I don't know. But like he's like, I can definitely see that happening for him. Right. Like, Like that's. Obviously, it's not going to happen next year, but like whenever he decides to retire, that, that definitely feels like a good possibility for Super in, in the future. Um, Troy put out a really sweet statement talking about his Overwatch journey. He thanked all the staff individually. He he apparently wrote out a statement for the players, but he said that when I see it again, it was very, very cringe. Cringe. So I removed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys all know that I love you, right? <laughs> so I, I didn't get to read Troy's statement yet. Um, but like that, that's is, is his Twitter picture super or who is it's that? this picture? It's his picture of super, dude. It's just it's like you can't even tell it's super because it's like a weird like look to it and everything. Um, So goofy. I wonder what Choi Obin's going to do. Um, He I, I think he's the greatest off tank of all time. Right. I think that's yeah. what, what we both said. Right. Yeah, that's how we came to. And I, I, he, he's in the, you know, we, we talked so much DPS for greatest of all time. Joy Obin's in that conversation too. So the, another really, really tough loss for the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, I think this might be the toughest year of, of like losing players. That we I had. agree. I think this is, and there will still be more to come. I, I'm sure as far as retirements. Like literally you have like the best like off tank and main tank retiring from the game. And of course tank is changing completely anyways. So maybe there's something symbolic about that. Um, I do know as well that like there was a post earlier today. I think that from New York that feather is retiring. Really? Yeah. I think that he's it said, I think he's, he's going to do military service. So right now New York only has Flora on the roster, which should be interesting. Gosh, that's um, crazy. I, I, yeah, retired player. You know, he's only 19. Yeah. Like he, he was a guy that you felt like, okay, you saw some decent stuff from him from time to time. So you thought, okay, maybe this is one of the guys they'll be building around. Well, he was one. Of, yeah, he was like one of the bigger names as far as that New York DPS line. And then Flora kind of took over like 
most of that conversation. True. Very true. So wow, only Flora. I mean, Flora's young, though, too. Flora's only 18. But like Feather and Flora were like two of the guys, yep. you know, that, that you were like, oh, th- this is like the, the youth movement with Jonah. And now, you know. Well, so his thing was specifically Feather had a statement where he's saying, I'm retiring at the end of this year. I had um, an obsessive compulsive disorder before the beginning of the season. In the end, I decided not to fix it until now. All the fans who support us since the days of Batlicka, thank you sincerely. I'm retiring. Thank you, fans. You know what? So, I, I, and it, everybody has certain tendencies of ODC, but like OC, ODC, I have some dis, dis, dyslexia, apparently. Um, but obsessive compulsive disorder, when, when you truly have OCD, is not something to mess around with. Like It is something mm-hmm. that can really um, hinder people in their lives. So I hope that he's able to take care of it because like literally basically you can't do something without doing something else first. Right. Yeah. So, no, I mean, if this is, the, if this is about him taking care of himself and trying to like make a positive change for himself. I totally get it. Yeah. I, 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 uh, you know, maybe military service, like you said, he's a young guy. So maybe get out of the way now, but like he, he is a guy who who definitely still has like such upside that you'd hate to see that happen. Hmm. I agree. Couple more moves to check out before we end for the sh- if we before we end for the night. Oop! I did not mean to press that. Um. Couple more moves. Um. We talked about this earlier. Uh, Boston is parted ways with Gabulsi. Um. They're off tank. Leave the only people on the roster. Um. Faith and Valentine. Um, Gabulsi did all right in spots. I think Punk just really locked on that off tank spot. You know, um, all I know is that, like, why couldn't I have had this information when we were doing a roster building episode? Because now I have so much more flexibility with things that I can do because now I'm not stuck with two tanks. Oh, yeah. my God. I'm just I'm just mad about that. <laughs> By the way. Um, we also didn't cover this. I kind of skipped over it. Um, Florida Mayhem um, announced that their head coach Kuki has officially departed the team. Um, there is rumors that he's going to go to New York Excelsior. Um, I don't know. I think Kuki will definitely get work somewhere. I definitely think so. Yeah, the, he was somebody who was always highly talked about with um, as far as his coaching when he was with the Florida Mayhem. Like you always heard good things about him. So. For his sake, I hope it works out. Uh, seems like a pretty good guy from everything that I've heard. Mm-hmm. So that's all you can hope for. Um, he's lived in America for six years, too. So he's been here a while. So he he he's a guy who seems to be pretty well adjusted. God, I forgot that he also played, you know. <laughs> he played for the Valiant. How can I forget long, that? Long time ago. It isn't so that, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago, but it is now, isn't it? Well, I, I'm confident that he'll get work somewhere. Um, I still I would still really like to get the inside scoop. Uh, and how I say this, I would still be fascinated to know, like, what kind of was going on behind the scenes of Florida this year to go from like such a high height at the beginning to kind of imploding at the end. Yeah, it, it definitely was a very odd um, downfall of sorts. Like they had such a good start at the beginning. They were looking like the team we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the year, and they just fell apart. It just fell apart. Um, 
it's hard to pin it on one thing, even just kind of thinking back on it, too, because like we just don't know. Yep. And then last bit of announce last announcement really quickly. Um, there, this uh, Sam Soul Dynasty of uh, confirmed that Profit and Fitz will be returning for 2022. They've also added Stalker, who is the DPS player from Contenders Korea, to their lineup. I'm not familiar with Stalker. I'm gonna check that up really quick. Yeah, he was. Um, from what I remember, he was on their Gen G team, right? So Gen G, yeah. W- w- they're I don't think they had a good season last year or this past contender season, but they weren't like terrible. But if they they believe that he's going to be a good player, I mean, all all the more power to them, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, and there seems to be like. Generally, uh, most of the. Most of the, the stuff I've seen on Twitter has been like pretty excited about seeing him come in. Oh, they didn't even get were they knocked out of season. I think they were knocked out in season one and then didn't get back in for season two from Gen G actually. Uh, yeah, because they, they went 0 and 4 in groups. That's right. So, so they, they got they got relegated technically. And then I don't think they made it in. And then last. Um, so we were I have my articles confused. Um, there was a contract status update page from the Overwatch League that officially has everybody's contract status. Um, highly recommend you check it out. Um, a lot of stuff gets cleared up as far as like um, who is actually on a new deal, who um, had their option exercised. Uh, so, I mean, I guess, you know what? Can I speed run? I don't know if I have time to speed run this. Yeah, you um, got time. Uh, we've gone long in the last couple episodes, but um, we're, we're, we're still we're not we're not long and we don't have much left. So Edison is so for Atlanta rain, um, Edison, Iris, Massa are all free agents. Um, Kai is under a new contract. Pelican's option was exercised, although there's talk about him going somewhere else. Gator and Hawk are both under new contracts for Boston. Everybody's gone except for Valentine, who had an option exercised. Punk, whose option was exercised, and Faith. Um, Myung Bong was under, sorry, yeah, and Faith. Everybody else is a free agent whose option was either declined. Gail Boosie was under an existing contract, but he has also been released. Um, for Chengdu, everybody is under an existing contract or under a new contract if your name is Lee or Jinmu. Um, except for Among, who was under whose existing contract expired, and Late Young, whose option was declined. Dallas, we talked about this last week or two weeks ago. Everybody had their option exercised, except for Rappel, who's retired, Jexe, whose option was declined, Xe's option was declined, and Pine's option was declined. Florida Mayhem, everybody is a free agent, except for Yaki, who's under existing contract. They put up a um Florida also put up like a um, a team tryout thread earlier this week that had like a bunch of stuff that had rec- uh, stuff in Korean as well. So who knows? I don't. People were already trying to be like, it's happening, full rebuild. It's happening, full Western rebuild. But you can't be sure. Um, I don't know why they put those out. Like you know what players you're inviting. You know what yeah. I mean? L- l- like I feel like that's. What do you think you're going to get somebody off the street that you don't already know? Uh, maybe it's just a 
you would think that they would reach out to be like, hey, we want you to come and try out, but we'll see. I mean, they, um, they probably do that. What I'm saying, though, is like these open tryout things, they feel more like a, a publicity stunt more than anything else. I don't think they actually do anything. Like, I don't think there's any guy that they're like, oh, we weren't even going to look at this guy, but oh, we're so glad we did this open call. Guangzhou Charge, uh, Choi Sehwan is under existing contract. So is Eileen. And then everybody else. Oh, no. So they're both under existing contract. Krong and Rio are both under existing contracts. Uh, Jihan, Kariv, Mandu, and Mikaeli are all gone. Um, for the Hongzhou Spark, Architect is still here. Shy is still here. I didn't realize that Godsby officially left this team. Um, yeah, we covered that. Yeah, I I don't know. I <laughs> I it's been a long couple months. Yeah, architect has. and shy have been exercised. Um, Salem and Sue is a free agent. Um, Bernard Gushway and Liga are all under existing contracts or have their options options exercised. And then the entire support lineup's gone. So coldest IDK and Mika are all free agents for Houston. Um, Happy's been resigned. Ha- Sorry. I wish Dante has been resigned. Happy's a free agent. KSF's a free agent. Dreamer's a G- free agent. John who's a free agent. Piggy is coming back. Um, Crimzo, Jake and Juby are all free agents for LA gladiators. Uh, Bird ring retired. Like we talked about Kefster is under a new contract. Um, mirror is under mirror is a free agent. Uh, Muse and space are free agents. Um, Space made it clear that he, the gladiators want him, but he wants to see what his options are. Moth, a free agent, 2022 option declined. So. Think about how much he was playing. It's not too much of a surprise. Yeah. I understood. Shoes option was exercised. Skewed's option was exercised. LA Valiant, everybody's gone. Um, Lennon Spitfire, everybody's gone, except for Ripa retired. Sparker is back and Shax is back. New York, everybody's gone except for Flora. Paris Eternal. Um, Naga. Naga, Don, Khan, and Drizro have all had their options exercised. Everybody else is um reti- everybody else is a free agent. Refusion, every Carpe and Carpe and Alarm both had options exercised or they're under existing contract. Everybody else is a free agent. For the shock, um, everybody's gone except for everybody's a free agent except for Super and Violet under new contracts. Um, for Soul, Fitz, and Profit are under new contracts. Um, and then we already talked about Shanghai. Shanghai has brought back everybody except for Develop, Toronto Defiant. Everybody's gone except for Hisu. Vancouver Titans, everybody's gone. Washington Justice, uh, Assassins under uh, Assassin Decay and Jerry are all under existing contracts. Tuba is not. Um, Mag is under a new contract. Fury's option is an exercise, and then Bebe and Closer both have their options declined. <laughs> yeah, Tuba's uh, had a option declined as well. It is why yeah. he's gone though. Uh, that's a large, that's like a majority of the league is free agents. Yeah, I believe. Um, I, I think I might go back and count this, but honestly, I'm not, again, I am not surprised. There's a lot of people that are going to be surprised by this. 
I'm not surprised by this at all. Um, the, the the players who kind of make sense that that you would think teams would maybe keep have been kept, and there's going to be a lot of uh, roster juggling here from a lot of teams. Um, obviously, the teams near the top or at the top are the ones that are having the least amount of movement. I think the the biggest surprise maybe would be the fact that you're getting um, a lot of movement from Atlanta, right? It's nice that Hawk and Gator are are under a new contract and Kai is as well. Um, and Pelican has his, uh, has his option exercised, right? Like those, those four are the ones that make sense. I'm a little bit surprised by Iris. That's yeah. the only one that I'm a little bit surprised by. A little bit surprised by Masa too. Like, um, again, Lucio, Lucio specialist in my mind, almost. Um, it was where he's definitely succeeds at the most. So you definitely can maybe get an upgrade there. Um, you know, we talked about Ma. This would also be a good team for a landing spot for Ma. I think. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, the, 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 a lot of movement is going to happen, and I don't think it's going to happen fast. Well, we got all offseason to go through it. We have one more thing to talk about really quickly. Um, according to the Esports Observer, um, sources have told them that Overwatch and Call of Duty League will dump the competitive balance tax and maximum player salary cap. Uh, sources familiar with the situation have told the Sports Business Journal that Activision Blizzard will eliminate competitive balance tax and maximum player salary caps for both the Overwatch League and Call of Duty League. This is likely due to a recent U.S. Department of Justice Antitrust Division investigation into whether Overwatch League's soft cap on salaries violated the Sherman Antitrust Act because league players aren't under the protection or bargaining power of a player's union. This is following up on something that we talked about earlier, where um, a couple months ago we had talked about the Sherman Antitrust, like that the government, the U.S. Department of Justice was looking at the Overwatch League to see like if this was a potential violation. Call of Duty League, I think, as well, right? I think it was not just Overwatch League. So this is, typically the league has had a soft cap, um, similar to like Major League Baseball and the NBA. Uh, for player salaries that taxes an organization that goes so pretty much the idea that if if salaries go over a predetermined monetary amount then the team would get taxed for that so by then like teams would have like a soft like cap as far as how high they would put team salaries because they don't want to get taxed for them it sounds like the league is looking at removing that cap to where there is no maximum that a team can play, pay for a player. Right. Which which doesn't necessarily mean that players are going to get more money, but the potential is there. Right. Yes. L- like this is this. If it happens in a way is a win for players like they the players have lost so much power, but this is at least something that they're getting back if that's the case. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, like this could be very big news, especially if like Overwatch 2 ends up being a hit. Right. Like a lot of money's coming back into the game. Um, that could potentially be very good news for players. Uh, they're still kind of screwed over with their contracts a little bit. But. This is definitely something that moves in a direction that uh, if you're a player, you should be happy about because it means there's more potential for you to make money. Now. Of course, they have to be willing to pay that money, right? So mm-hmm. it, it's a nice thing that they're getting rid of that. Um, the maximum player salary cap thing, I think, is uh, taking that cap off, I think, is nice as well. Because guys who are the best can get paid more to be held on to, right? They, they can mm-hmm. they can offer their service. Like, when they have free agent opportunities, they can get more money, potentially. 
Mm-hmm. I like this is a good thing, and people, I, it's worth looking into. Like I, I do hope this comes out and this ends up being worked out because, like you said, players have given up a lot over, not like they ever had the choice to not do so. But, like players have had a lot of stuff removed from their like security over the past couple of years. So this would be a win for sure for them. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully it does happen. I think there's a lot more that needs to be done. Um, that as far as like the antitrust stuff is concerned, because like I said, players lost a lot of power over the last couple of years with how contracts have changed. So I here's hoping that like this pushes them towards at least a players association or something, you know, not that this is going to be the thing that does it, like these players got to talk, man. They really do. If they want to continue to make sure that they're going to be compensated fairly. And um, yeah, it's just something I hope for. Mm-hmm. All righty, Lobosco. Anything else before we wrap up for the day? No, that's um, man that, you know, I'm glad that we, we keep staying on top of like what's going on with lawsuits and stuff because it really, it really kind of irks me a little bit that that like I'm seeing stuff now and that we haven't seen stuff at all about some of the stuff that's been coming out this this past week. So uh, it's really disappointing. And that's kind of where my mind is right now. Yeah. I feel yeah. Um, I do. It's something I think I agree we have to be on top of because if clearly if stuff like this is already slipping under the radar then there's a lot that like who knows what else isn't getting as much attention as it should be. Well, and, and it's, it's one of those things that when the bar, the ball starts, God, I can't talk today. When the ball starts rolling, it's hard to get it to stop. Right. Like, like the, the lack of moment, you know, the, the lack of attention just continues to go. So we've got to do our best to make sure we, we do our part at the very least. For sure. All right. Thanks for hanging out for episode 124 of Push the Point. We appreciate you guys. As always, if you want to help us out, best thing you can do is follow us on Twitter at pushpointpod. Leave us an email at pushthepoint at gmail.com and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It makes it easy for us to know what you guys like about the show, what can get better, and it's just a great way to communicate with you guys. Um, if they want to get into the Discord logo, where should they go? discord.me slash mash those buttons you'll get access to patreon ex- or god i'm mixing things up you'll get to join the community and you'll see about the bunch of other awesome podcasts that are on the mash those buttons network it'll also help you when it comes for game night which you know like like we said getting that figured out so be sure to be part of that and then do support the patreon as well though since i mentioned it uh patreon.com slash mash those buttons little as a dollar a month you get access to patreon exclusive content a lot of cool stuff that happens over there. Yep. And like we talked about earlier, um, we'll have a date out for the next game night really soon. Um, honestly, September, October are crazy busy months for me. So it's hard to put stuff together, but you'll hear an announcement for them uh, soon on Twitter and uh, discord.me slash mash those buttons. Labosco, I think that's it for us tonight. So I think we're going to pack it up. Yeah. Um, as always, thank you guys for hanging out. We appreciate you. Watch us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash mash those buttons on Sunday nights around 8 p.m. Pacific time, 9 p.m. Pacific time as well. In between there a little bit. And as always, thanks for hanging out. We appreciate you. Stay safe. Stay healthy. We will 
talk to you in November, I think, is the other thing too, right? We're going to be taking like, we're going to be going back to our once a month schedule. Yeah, it looks like it. And uh, so it's only a couple weeks away though from today. So it's not that big yeah. of a time. You won't have to wait that long for another episode of Push the Point. So we will see you then looking like November 1st. <laughs> All right. Have a good one, you guys. We'll see you later. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash Discord. 